So no surprises here, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or lived in the South for very long. College football is a big deal here. Today, we are talking about marching bands, the backbone, or maybe I should say the background of college football. The talent and esteem found in marching bands are proof that music is an incredibly important part of the game and one of the South's fondest college football traditions. So, I'll meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Hey, glad you're here. Okay, I wanted to start with telling our listeners about a podcast that I'm really enjoying. Oh, me too. I know okay. which one you're going to talk about. Okay. Well, it's called Vanishing Postcards. It's hosted by Texas native Evan Stern, where he invites listeners to ride shotgun on a road trip exploring hidden dives, traditions, and frequently threatened histories discovered by exiting the interstates. Hmm. Featuring stories from dance halls, barbecue joints, honky-tonks, and more. Okay, I listened to the dance hall one. That's the most recent one I listened to. I haven't heard all of them by any means. Okay. But I felt like I was in the dance hall because of the way it's produced. I love that. The sound takes you in. I mean, he's doing lots of interviews, so you're you're hearing the fodder. The buzz, yes. Of the background, and it's so well done. Yeah, I I love how it sounds, too. I was listening to one on Tacos. And I felt like I was sitting at some cool Tex-Mex joint. Anyhow, yeah, it's like an an immersive and frequently humorous experience. It really is perfect if you don't have the time to hit the open road. Right. Else it's going to inspire you to hit it. I know. I kind of want to do a Texas road trip now. Right. And just get off the interstate, explore those back roads and all the treasures they hold. Um, if you want to join in that ride, you can find it anywhere you get postcard, uh, <laughs> anywhere you get postcards, anywhere you get podcasts. Yes, and it's vanishing postcards. And tell Evan we sent you if That's you reach out. One. It's That's a good a one. Good one. All right, dun da da da. College football starts this week. Whoop, whoop. So we have recently been asking some of our patrons that have been with us for a year. Can you believe we've had patrons that have been supporting That's this podcast so for awesome. a year? But when you hit a year, we ask ask you to give us a topic. You don't have to, but if you've got a topic you want us to cover. We will do it if you've been supporting us for a year. And so I thought it was so fun that Jennifer out of Southside, Alabama, she mentioned marching bands and it was already on our list. We already had thought of that would be a fun one. She met her husband in the Marching Southerners, which is a nationally known arm of Jacksonville State University. They're called the Marching Southerners. So love it. Thank you, Jennifer, for affirming that this is a fun topic. And I have to tell a little story about, I went, this has been three, I think three years ago. Okay. I went to a local football game here in Franklin. I had never been to a football game at this school. It's a private school. And um, I'm, you know, coming in, getting my little spot on the bleachers, smelling the popcorn, (laughs) all the things, looking at the little cheerleader line and 
something felt so off though I was like what is the deal like and then all of a sudden I'm like where's the band oh they don't have a marching band oh and the whole thing felt off to me this school is a I mean very you know renowned school that's just not a place that they they don't have shine, a marching band and so oh my gosh that plays a huge role in football like it's I was so I literally got to feel like wow I didn't realize how much Right. It feeds the crowd, feeds the cheerleaders. It feeds everything. It does. We said in our introduction, it's the backbone. It really is. Background to some, but yeah. Well, my husband was excited we were doing this because he was drum, he major, was drum major at his high yes. school. So it was a big deal at, at his particular school. And gosh, that's so sad to think of a school not having a marching band. It was very different for me because, you know, even if it's not a great marching band... It's just adds so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, And I know that this is not exclusively a Southern topic. No. There's great marching bands in all different parts of the world. But I do think uh, some of the best ones in that make all of the list, you, you know, it's, there's all these different lists out there. Top 10, this paper, newspaper's top 10, whatever. There's a lot of them that are southern, right? Well, and I'll well, I'll be sharing some individual stories as we go through, but it's different. <laughs> yeah, this is a part of southern culture for sure. So we're going to highlight a few schools in particular, and then just kind of mention others that are other very southern much ones that get you know accolades as well. Yes, big. But players. no matter which list you look at, there's three. I don't know if you or know which three I'm talking about. There's three that make every list well, in one, the South. One of them better be the Pride of the Southland. It is. And y'all, that's the one we have the most experience with. And so Larvis actually beaming right now. <laughs> Anytime we get to like talk every teeth, every tooth in her mouth is showing just because she's saying Pride of the Southland. So let's start there. Okay. Well, no, I want to hear your the three, though. Give okay. me the three. Well, that's, so that's there's the your, real there's UT. One. And then, I mean, y'all, everything's bigger in Texas. Bigger. Yeah. In, I mean, it just is. So you got the Texas Aggies mm-hmm. and the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Those two are on every list, too. Okay. I mean, so, that. yeah, they're always. Two UTs and the Aggies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, Pride of the Southland was organized in 1869 at the University of Tennessee. That is unbelievable. That's, what time, yeah, that's when the band, yeah, the yeah, university is even band. older right. from the 1700s. Yeah. 1794. Whoop, so there's your crazy. trivia. So it is one of the oldest collegiate band programs in the country, and they've represented the band at like presidential inaugurations lots and lots of bowl games um i mean i'm going this predate they predate both world wars (laughs) that's crazy so weird for me to think about that yeah so under the direction of dr w j julian in the 1960s is when the band really grew in size that man led the band from 1961 to 1993. That's crazy. I got That's... so pulled in. I was reading his obituary, which was serious? mostly about that. Yeah. Well, all that he did. Clearly he with dedicated. that band. Yeah. Yeah. So he has the reputation of originating the circle drill, which is a very important part of the program there. Um, creating new uniforms, which are still a part of the tradition today. Yes. 
The Pride is one of the few bands to use difficult and um, that traditional chair step march. Oh, yeah, they're yes, one of yes, the few yes. that actually okay. keep that. I mean, a lot of a, a lot of programs will do that at certain parts of their show, but the chair step is a regular part of um, the march. And man, we have been to enough games to see some ridiculous formations oh my gosh I mean I remember in particular the Georgia game that you and I went to six years ago they were doing a tribute but anyway keep going they were doing a tribute to Dolly at the halftime yes and they just knew she was gonna come out too they did butterflies because she loves butterflies they did her the coat of many colors I mean just insane and then they did two big circles on the field that one was pointing to it like it rotated around until it got to nine o'clock and it had the word Oh, that's two, right. And then, and then it then rotated the around. So nine to five. I mean, it was amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah. They even, I thought this was really sweet when they were honoring uh, our legendary basketball coach, Pat Summit. It like spelled out P-A-T as if it was her own handwriting. Unreal. How do okay, you do that? This Julian is also who introduced Rocky Top in a halftime show in 1972. Yeah, so that... Julian is just remarkable. Yeah, he's also who uh, came up with the, um, when the band forms the T and then splits and the Smokey and the team run in. I'm saying things that you wouldn't know unless you were a Tennessee fan. Let's just say it's an amazing band (laughs) that does some really difficult feats. Yeah. Well, my friend Kim, that is, she was in the color guard at UT and she just told me there is... Absolutely nothing like being in Neyland Stadium on a Saturday in front of 100,000 plus screaming fans opening the tee. When you're on the field, you she said you actually can't hear anything. It sounds like a white noise. Wow. And she just wow. said it's absolutely the coolest feeling in the world. She got goosebumps just writing this out for me to share. But it's just like the biggest adrenaline rush. And she said that another cool tradition of UTs is that they do a salute to the hill. So during the halftime, oh, that's so cool. at the end of the show, at the end of their halftime show, when the band plays the alma mater, the drum major basically does a back bend. And it does look like that. It does. And While s- run, like... Yeah, and salutes the hill. And they're saluting the hill, which is the original building of the University of Tennessee. Okay. There's a lot of old structures up on the hill, they call it. But okay, that's Air, so cool. Ayers Hall would be that. that uh, I've seen that almost back bend thing, but I didn't realize that's what it was, the yeah. salute. That's salute very cool. Hill. Yeah. All right, well, it's impressive. It is. It, it really is. It is impressive. And I forget, what's how many members do they have in that band? It's knocking it's on 400. Three, 400, 350, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I watched just this last week. They did their practice through campus. So, so fun. they So they went Facebook Live. That's so fun. <laughs> it's just like... Well, all of three so of excited. these that I was mentioning that make every list are all 400 or knocking on 400. Yeah. The Texas Aggie Band at Texas A&M is a 400-member band. Um. It's the largest military marching band in the world. That's amazing. That really is amazing. So all of these like started out as military bands, which I think is interesting in and of itself. Um, But that one is still the mil. It's still a military band. Um, 
It's unique among college bands in that no other band eats and lives together as a military unit. I love this. Like they do. I, I love this. I think that's this. so cool. Yeah. Um, the bandsmen wear their cadet uniforms to class, drill meetings, and other functions on campus. So yes. Yes. That's, that's pretty cool and unique. So they are literally doing life together. I cannot yeah. imagine all the camaraderie that comes Between out. Between those 400 people. Yes. Yes, so they've also performed at inauguration parades uh, for U.S. presidents, Texas governors, annual parades across the country. They were there at the dedication ceremony for the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library. So they get a lot of really cool invites, for sure. You know, as we were preparing for this, I was thinking, you know, so much didn't happen in 2020 that... um, Oh, I just feel for seniors that, know. you know, had done this and it was like their senior year and then we didn't get to do all the hooplas. So much got robbed. So I hope that they get an incredible homecoming experience yes. this year That's and a great the coming, coming That's years. Right. That's right. Um, well, again, everything's bigger in Texas. So the <laughs> University of Texas Longhorn Band, which was established in 1900, um, also knocking on 400 I think they got 375 members or something like that um they're on every list too of yep. the best marching bands so this was funny they introduced their sweetheart of the longhorn band Big Bertha uh-huh I know a little bit about Big Bertha in 1955 <laughs> which is a drum that measures eight feet in diameter 41 inches wide and over 10 feet high when um, mounted on her carriage. Some, so funny. <laughs> For performances at the college games, she's escorted by a group known as the Bertha Crew. <laughs> <laughs> and I did want to mention, too, if you are really loving some of these traditions and want to know. Oh, we did a great episode. Deeper dive into college football traditions. One of my very favorite episodes we've ever done was on college football traditions. So I will link to that in our show notes. Yes, that was so fun. I think we were beaming ear to ear the whole time Mm -hmm. we recorded that episode. Well, another thing that the Longhorn Band um, is known for, they shake cowbells to create noise in the stadium while the opposing team has the ball yeah how appropriate is that for a longhorn team yes right yes. in texas i love it when the the culture has embraced something that was like used for one thing and then like doubles it like right. now it's also part of this over i here. know right it's so. so cute to me so yeah when the opposing team is in the red zone the drum line will at times call a cadence that simply calls for the band to create as much noise as possible with the cowbells so it's loud yeah very <laughs> loud very loud all right so we've got those three on every list for sure I, I wanted to definitely mention there are a couple of just historically black universities that are always on lists as yes. well and just with such great fun rhythm I mean it is so contagious to watch some it of these really bands. is and it's kind of a different style um mm-hmm. a little bit different style I think of our local TSU kind of has that fun style too yeah where yeah. you just Playful. can't you can't not be you can't be still no watching it you can't They're like ha- your toes will tap <laughs> they're having fun and you want to have fun with them yes. so I will mention again there are several that are on the list for doing great things and having a big uh, impact. But Jackson State University, Sonic Boom of the South, that's out of Jackson, Mississippi. They have performed 
halftime appearances for Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, New Orleans Saints, Cincinnati Bengals. They've done lots of television specials. They were even on a special for Motown's 30th anniversary. Oh my gosh, that's fun. They've performed with special guests, Cedric the Entertainer. Love um, it. So according to Wikipedia, which who knows if that's real, <laughs> it could be true or not, but Sonic Boom, as I said, that was their nickname, is known as Hollywood's band of choice. Okay. The marching band was enshrined in the NCAA Hall of Champions and EA Sports filmed the band to include them in the video game EA Sports NCAA Football. So they get some fun invites because they jive with celebrities, apparently. I love it. I love it. You know, that makes me, that reminds me of something we might have to cover on a later top, on a later episode. Have you ever been to a step show? Like the black fraternities will do the step show. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I've never seen one live, though. Oh, my gosh. You've been? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It is so amazing. And I bet you could even look it up on YouTube, right? Because everything's on YouTube. Look up just a step show from a, you know, historically black university. They are so amazing. Um, Okay. I want to mention several that make the list that are Southern. We can't go over all of them. But I have to say this because it just made me snicker. So in the USA Today's top 10 list, they had the ones we've mentioned. But they also had as honorable mention... The Million Dollar Band at the University of Alabama, (laughs) which is an amazing band. But what I had to get in there was the honorable mention. (laughs) Because in football, they're such a powerhouse. And I'm so tired of how much of a powerhouse they are that it just makes me feel good to be able to say honorable mention to the University of Alabama. When it comes to game day, this is probably the only place we shine right now against Alabama is the bands. (laughs) So I just had to say that they were just the honorable mention. But again, military bands started in 1912. And if you want to see them, uh, they are on the list to be in the Macy's Day Parade this year on Thanksgiving. Oh, good for them. And so um, that's a pretty big deal that's to get to make that deal. trip. And so anyway, check out that million dollar band. That's a big deal. So I'm going to mention just a few others. Okay. Uh, I'll just go quickly. But some other Southern... Um, marching bands that I didn't want to not mention are Arkansas Razorbacks marching band often makes these lists. The Goin Band at Tennessee Tech. Excuse me, Texas Tech. Tennessee rolls off my lips. I know. The Red Coat Marching Band of the University of Georgia. The Pride of the Mountains Marching Band at Western Carolina. Florida State's Marching Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Marching Band, West Virginia University Mountaineer Marching Band, the University of Florida Gator Marching Band, LSU Tiger Marching Band. I mean, I think how fun is LSU? I know. They're just well, so fun. of course they're on. Yes. Um, Auburn University's Marching Band. Did you mention Florida A&M, the Marching 100? I didn't. Okay, they're on a lot of lists, as they've, is. They've been called the marchingest, plainest band in the land. How funny. <laughs> and they still go by the Marching 100, even though there's more than 100. Right. At one time, 
they had a hundred and so that name just stuck. And then Southern University and A&M College, which is called the Human Jukebox Marching Band. They're down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They make a lot of these lists too. So, so fun. Yeah. And it just adds so much to the football experience. As does one particular aspect that stands out to me. When I think of Southern marching bands, I think of the majorettes. Heck yeah, the the just the uh, pageantry that comes with yes, that as well. Yes, those twirlers. Yeah. In fact, I didn't, I mean, they're called the twirling line so in some circles. Yeah. That's what it's called. They're twirling batons. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a mix of gymnastics and dance and very demanding sport for sure and oftentimes it's not even just batons that you and I think of it's fire batons or rifles or other elements that they're doing yeah which of course I have to mention when I hear of a fire baton if you've never if you're a fan of the show designing women one of my favorite episodes ever is called the night the lights went out in Georgia and just look it up you'll thank me later (laughs) um okay So I asked Sheila Miley, who cuts my hair, about twirling, because she was a majorette in college in East Texas. So, and this is a big thing in Texas. I mean, to be a majorette's very esteemed. Sure. And so she told me that, you know, as a young girl, a lot of people are already thinking, do I want to do dance? Do I want to do cheerleading? Do I want to do twirling? Kind of. It's its own category and consideration. direction am I going? Okay. I I get that. As you're saying that, I get that. You know, and so when she was in second grade, she got her twirl coach. Oh, my god! It's literally called a twirl coach. And um, her her twirl coach was named Joan Griffin, and apparently she's quite renowned in East Texas as a twirling coach. Okay. Her sister also was a very renowned twirling coach. So they're apparently known in East Texas. In fact, they... Um, her coach established the East Texas Twirling Academy in Henderson. Oh, I love it. Okay. There's an academy. She became an icon in twirling excellence. And so this is something that if you're a Texan and you're listening, you may know about these little circles. But um, yeah, this is something that takes a lot of training, you know. Yeah. And the um, her particular coach was known for really bringing in some... Um, changes in constructing her routines with that more closely reflected the mood repetition and rhythm of the music okay so there was even it changed the style enough that people learned it before they would try out oh wow to be in some of these a lot of creativity to it as well I think it's so fun when some of the schools actually change their names from majorettes to something cutesy, like Florida has the Gatorettes. Oh, yeah. Sheila's school, where she went, it, it's um, in East Texas. They're the Lumberjacks, so the twirl line is the Twirlajacks. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love it. I they love do have it. some cute names. I love it. Well, and yeah, again, just an esteemed thing to be a part of. So it's, you know, it can be even just a dozen individuals yeah. that are majorettes so yeah. when you see in large bands that just a dozen or so you know make the twirl line that's a big deal so congrats to any of you that have done that and put the work in to mm-hmm. make the cut well my friend kim is in the call she was in the color guard okay at 
the University of Tennessee. And she was saying people do not realize what hard work this is. Because we had, she said we had camp for two weeks in the summer. In the heat. Blazing hot. I can only imagine. And so oftentimes. I went the dance route. But I remember, you know, the camps and stuff that they would do for twirl. I mean, for um, flags and all the color guard Yeah, so oftentimes like the color guard and the majorettes are working and practicing together. Okay. And yeah, for two weeks in the hot summer days, they're learning the pregame show and the first show in these two weeks. Because that's another thing to mention. There's, it's, it's not like you just show up for the game. On game day, these bands have lots of demands on them even before the game starts of rally you know kind of a pep rally oh yeah sort of participation that they are required to be at but I haven't thought about like eat a good breakfast because it's gonna be an all-day affair yeah so she said back then they would learn a new show every week and if they had an away game they would use the same show that we did for the home game but we would be learning a new show during the practice week oh my god and the guards and majorettes always got to practice earlier. She's like, people just think they're like the girly twirlies, you know? <laughs> but it was very demanding. And so, but she said for her, there was, there are friendships that came out of that experience that she's still in touch with today. So, so sweet. Um, well, this is, I think, you know, regardless of what activity you participate in, it's such a great learning experience Mm -hmm. on teamwork and yeah Sheila was even telling me that this Joan who was her coach she was like she was more like a life instructor oh wow for me she used those words life instructor wow and I thought that's pretty cool you know to have you have these mentors in um the leaders of the band and everything yeah and choreographers and I mean there's just different people who play different roles in this yeah and they're more than just coaches. For sure. So Kim divulged a story from the 90s that she said I could use. Oh, do tell. So in the 90s, Tennessee and Florida had a much more heated rivalry than they do today. Tennessee was a much stronger football team in the 90s. Yeah. And Florida was oftentimes one of our biggest rivals we would At face that time, in yes, the season. For sure. And it got ugly mm-hmm. oftentimes. I lived with a Florida fan. It got real ugly. So she said... <laughs> One of my all-time favorite memories, although it wasn't funny at the time, was when we played Florida in 1996. Now, she was an instructor at this time. Okay. Um, she was called a black suit. So okay. I guess that's what they called their instructors for the guard. And they were just about to open the tee. Again, okay. this, is, this is how the team's about to come out onto the field. So they were just about to open the tee. And the Florida cheerleaders and football team ran out of the tunnel the cheerleaders and their mascot ended up running straight through the guard girls and majorettes and the gator mascot jumped up and did a wrestling move on top of one of the guard girls heads it knocked her out no she so my friend kim saw the whole thing happen and as well as one of her guy cheerleader friends and luckily they were able to get her off the field before the team came running out (gasps) oh my gosh they reported it to the referees and the gator mascot got ejected from the game wow i just i I didn't realize as, as i was planning for this it became clear one misstep by any of the p players that we like a domino 
is fatal for a performance. See, I've never been in this, so I didn't think about, but yeah, Kim was saying, if you aren't careful and you miss a spot or miss a turn, you will crash into someone, especially if you're doing this circle drill, like I was saying Tennessee does. Causing... Yeah, almost like a kaleidoscope thing that yes. happens with that. Yes. With, yeah. Causes a colossal misfortune for several people. She said she's seen it happen. She <laughs> oh said there would be trombone players <gasps> who would turn the wrong way uh-uh. and they'd end up getting whacked by a flag. I mean, like... <laughs> Just, yeah, a trombone's a long instrument too. You just wow. don't even realize it's it's so intricate, all of it. So, kudos to these people that make this happen because it is really intricate and beautiful, and it adds so much to the experience. So, yeah, how fun! Well, I would just say any conference game that you end up going to or whatever southern college football game you go to if there's a marching band present it's going to be a big part of the show or the game and the culture of the day and just take it in and enjoy it because they work hard and they're good at their craft and it just adds so much fun to the game it really does so music music matters it does well Thanks for bringing this up to us, and we hope that you got a little bit of a schooling on (laughs) the impact that this makes on game days, and hopefully it'll even make you, when you're watching one, enjoy it all the more, just thinking about all that goes into it and the tradition of it all. Oh, for sure. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really, really wish on television when you were watching games that they would play the halftime shows instead of going to commercial. I know. It's such a great part of the game. I know. And you know, oftentimes people are like, oh, I'm going to the concession stand. I like to try to do that on a lull part of a game instead of halftime. Exactly. Because the lines are longer. Yes. And you're missing like the fun music part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hope you have a great week. If you do catch some football, hope your team wins. And (laughs) until next time, peace be with you. And also with y'all.